Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Sunday, November the 5th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Sunday NHL card. Another very light Sunday NHL slate with just two games on tap. So we'll begin the show as we always do with the look back on Saturday's slate. It was a massive one. Problems continue, man, for the Edmonton Oilers. They started off the big Saturday slate with a 5-2 home loss to the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, just a very, very dismal loss, really. I mean, just nothing really to like. The Nashville did a nice job defensively, but just a very, very quiet game from uh, a lot of the big-time players of the Oilers, like McDavid and Dreisaitl. Really couldn't get anything going. Dreisaitl owns Nashville until yesterday. Uh, he had a hard time as well. The whole team, just a very, very tough effort. Can't overcome mediocre goaltending, which we saw again yesterday from Campbell. So a 5-2 win for Nashville, though. Give them credit after a tough start to the road trip. Uh, they take care of business against a team clearly in a crisis of confidence at the moment. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, man, very impressive comeback. Uh, they fell behind quickly uh, in that game uh, against Arizona, but rallied to get a 5-3 win. They've continued their dominance against the Coyotes. We mentioned the head-to-head series was pretty strong for Winnipeg. Uh, they get a 5-3 win. Very disappointing for Montreal. Uh, like that spot for them against St. Louis after playing Vegas and Arizona on the road. Uh, earlier this week on this road trip and just not really good enough too many mistakes you can't give up breakaways and turn the puck over at your the opponent blue line which led to the Torepchenko breakaway just too many mistakes uh, defensively and St. Louis a team that struggled to put goals in consistently was able to do so last night in the 6-3 win it's now back-to-back wins for the Blues a team that had been struggling they beat the Devils and the Canadians back-to-back nights Tampa Bay with the 6-4 win against Ottawa uh, last night. The Senators' struggles continue, and the fan base is already getting impatient and upset. A uh, chance of fire DJ Smith emanating in the arena last night. Brady Kachuk to his coach's defense for the what feels like the millionth time. feels like the Senators' players in the media uh, scrums have had to defend DJ Smith over and over again, saying he's not the problem. We just have to play better. I don't know if the Pierre uh, now that Pierre Dorian is out of the mix – I don't know if Steve Steos is going to have the same amount of patience, you know, that Pierre Dorian had as far as DJ Smith is concerned. So there are a lot of rumblings about a coaching change imminent uh, with the Ottawa Senators. We'll see if that uh, is indeed going to happen. But right now, uh, another tough game. Now they're banged up on the blue line. We know that they're going to have nights where they give up six goals, but uh, just to see the uh, struggles in their own end again, uh, and they get the uh, 6-4 loss to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night. A uh, Buffalo Sabres, man, do I know this team or what? I said, you know what? They had a bad game against Philadelphia Friday night. I think they took the Flyers for granted, right? They went into Philly, they beat them on Wednesday, and then Friday they play them again at home. And you could tell right away they weren't sharp. They weren't mentally locked into that hockey game. I mean, they made a couple of careless plays with the puck, and it's 2 nothing Philly before you could blink on Friday night in Buffalo. And you knew right then they were fighting uphill the rest of the game. And I said, this is Toronto, though, now. They're going to show up. They always treat these Leafs games like a Stanley Cup for them. Uh, And uh, they did so once again. Really solid effort. Uh, Devin Levi is still not back to that great level yet uh, in net, although it was still nice to see him back uh, in between the pipes from uh, the uh, recent injury stint that he had. Uh, And he was good enough. 
Uh, six to four, Buffalo beats uh, Toronto. Probably the worst night Joe Wall has had. He has been pretty good, although a lot of those goals were more defensive problems in front of him and some other goals he couldn't do anything about, like the tip-in goal that made it 5-4. There's nothing he can do uh, about that. I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was poor, but he was just not the great level of Joe Wall we've seen uh, in previous starts. So Buffalo, a big win. I was on them at almost plus 200 there on the money line. So it was nice to see that six to four. We mentioned the series history had been one full of overs and we saw another one obviously there as well with the uh, Sabres and Leafs. Uh, Washington two to one over Columbus. I mean, they're surprising there weren't more goals in this game considering the series history, the goaltending situation. I think the big news coming out of that game is Johnny Gaudreau stapled to the bench in the third period by Pascal Vincent. Um, And he's done this before with Columbus this year. He did it with Wierenski, did it with Kent Johnson, who's now back in the AHL uh, for this team. Uh, you know, he is definitely sending messages. That's one thing we've learned about his coaching staff. He feels you're not pulling the rope in the right direction and you don't have it in a certain game. He's not scared to sit your ass down, you know, and he did that last night with Johnny Gaudreau. So how does Johnny respond now uh, from that is going to be the question. The next game with Columbus, they lose two to one, really a listless effort, quite honestly, from uh, the Blue Jackets in that game. Great comeback by Carolina. They beat the Islanders 4-3. That's a tough loss for the Islanders. They were up three zip in that game. Couldn't hold the lead. And this is twice now the Islanders have blown leads. That's not supposed to happen to this team. This is That's supposed to be the thing they're really good at. You know, locking it down when they have a lead. And that now that's the Detroit game and last night against Carolina where the Islanders have blown a lead. So not good to see that. Uh, speaking of Detroit, best bet winner, Alex was on them. 5-4 win against the Boston Bruins. Kind of felt like this was a winnable game for Detroit. This was a, a, a dubious spot for Boston off the big games against the Leafs and the Panthers. And sure enough, Red Wings take care of it. It wasn't easy. They fell behind early. It wasn't looking good early in that game. But they rallied from that deficit. Great effort from the uh, uh, Red Wings. Derek Lalonde's team battles back for a 5-4 win. Uh, Kings shutting out the Flyers. 5-0 uh, last night. Very, very impressive. This has been a great road trip for them. Uh, Cal Peterson could not recreate any sort of magic uh, against his old team, facing them for the first time. King's just too good and really just a uh, – uh, you could tell the Flyers were skating in quicksand last night, back-to-back against a team that can just grind you into the ice, uh, and that's exactly what the Kings did. How about Alex's Blackhawks? 5-2 over Florida. Another win uh, – another goal, sorry, for uh, Connor Bedard with a, just an unbelievable shot. Uh, just his release, just it startles you every time you see it. Uh, his fifth goal of the season, uh, 5-2 over Florida. Uh, Minnesota, look, Dean Evason a little bit on the ropes right now, but credit to them. That was a brutal first period, awful in the first 10 minutes. But they turn it around. They win in a shootout 5-4. Another Marco Rossi prop uh, cashes in as well uh, in that game. So credit to the Wild. They needed a win desperately. And to battle back the way they did after just one of the worst starts you could have, credit to them. Credit to Calgary, 6-3 against Seattle, finally snapping their losing streak with a solid last two periods were very good for them against Seattle. Two of the better periods they've played all year. Let's see if they can build on it. Vancouver, more impressive stuff from Tockett's crew, 2-0 against Dallas. Just a great game, great effort. Demko outstanding in net. Uh, This team's got a lot of confidence right now. A lot of mojo going for them right now, this Canucks team. How about Vegas pumping Colorado 7-0? Very impressive. Wow. Just a destruction of uh, the, the two two years ago Stanley Cup champion, uh, Colorado Avalanche. It was a matchup, obviously, of the last two Stanley Cup champs. And Vegas just thoroughly 
uh, seven nothing there with that win dominance over Colorado and more dominance over San Jose. Uh, even the Pittsburgh Penguins struggling mightily can put 10 goals on the board. Unreal. And that's now 20 to three in the last two hockey games for the opposition against the San Jose Sharks. 20 to three. It's a football score for fuck's sakes. 20 to three. You know, basically Vancouver and Pittsburgh combined for uh, two touchdowns and two field goals uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks in the last two games. So absolutely awful. And that's alarming. That is real alarming because you'd expect even an atrocious team, a bad team, a historically bad team after getting embarrassed 10 to one to show up and either they didn't show up or they did show up and they just suck so bad. They stink on ice so badly that that's still what they get a 10-2 loss when they're trying to play with max effort and max intensity. If that's what you're going to get from San Jose with max effort and max intensity last night, whoa, man, I don't wouldn't want to see what they do moving forward. Alex, uh, thoughts on last night? Lots to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we could start there, you know, and, and, and make it brief with the Sharks. They're just horrendous. I mean, absolutely horrendous. Like you said, you know, everybody was looking to say, oh, well, Pittsburgh's in such bad shape. Maybe this could be the first win. There's no way we can even try to pin down when the Sharks get their first win. Now, I I don't think I've ever seen a team give up ten goals in, in back-to-back games in in any league outside of college. Uh, this 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 is this is pretty brutal. I know it's happened before, but I just I haven't seen it in all the hockey that I've watched in my life. So, uh, you know, they got a lot to do. Pittsburgh, that's a great win for them, and, and you know, teams can now look at San Jose and circle them and say, hey. If we need a, a win, we need a bounce back spot. If we're having a rough time and we have the Sharks coming up, you know, I think they're going to take that game even more seriously now rather than, you know, kind of lay back because they know, okay, this team's so bad, we we have to get a win here. Teams and, don't want to be that team to, to be the first win for them. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. So yeah. so so now rather than, than teams re- resting back, you've now got an avalanche going on you know, no pun intended, but you got, you know, teams that are going to be, you know, going into the Shark Tank looking for a win as, as important as they would going in the T-Mobile arena or, uh, you know, uh, you know, playing against Toronto or somebody because they don't want to be the team to lose. So now they're in a really, really bad spot. Who knows how long this streak could go on, honestly, with, with that with that kind of momentum now uh, going against them on top of everything else. In theory, uh, we the talk about- Flyers are a winnable opponent in their next game on Monday night, but do you, yeah. do you trust them? Do you trust them? No. Not, a, not at all right now, or Tuesday night, rather. Yeah, that's the thing. You look at the schedule, and there's really not even a, a spot where you can say, oh, well, maybe they can catch this team at a, at a, at a rough spot. No, it, it, everybody's looking at them and, and saying that. So that that's a – it's just tough. It's tough for, tough for the fans of San Jose. But uh, Hawks game with Florida, you know, it's funny. I said I've stayed away from this game and just kind of, you know, just watching it as a fan, and it was – Fantastic to see, uh, you know, the Hawks just have a, a just a full all around game. Goaltending, you know, you know, a couple of goals that uh, Morata gave up late were a little shaky, but hey, you, you got a five, you know, goal, you got a, you know, a two three goal cushion. That's fine. There's no worries about that, and uh, sets up for an interesting spot today, of course, as they play back to back at home, six o'clock Sunday spot. We'll get into that as well. The Wild, I was really happy with that first period. I had that. That was my best bet. That first period over. Cash about as uh, easily and as worry free as you could possibly ever want them uh, with with New York, you know, jumping out on that big lead. But then they blew it. Uh, Minnesota comes back to win five four in the shootout. Now I really hate to see that because now with all the DJ Smith rumbling, with all the Woodcroft rumbling, uh, you know, it, it's getting dicey now for that first coach fired, and it may not be Everson at this point, unfortunately. 
Uh, like I said, Smith and Woodcroft kind of seem to be, you know, leading the pack there, but that's still a, a tough game for Minnesota. You shouldn't have to come back, uh, you know, at home, you know, uh, against the Rangers team that we've been kind of shaky on. You shouldn't have to, you know, uh, you know, have to come back from behind giving up the first goal in nearly every home game and almost every game this year. You should not have to be doing that. And, and I hope that this win, because they came back and won in a shootout in such a dramatic fashion, I hope that, that, you know, that doesn't buy Everson another week. And, and then all of a sudden he still ends up getting fired. It, it, you know, Garen should know the writing on the wall is, is already here that this team's not going to do much. It's going to be very hard for them to even try to climb back into a wild card spot. And I'm saying this here in early November, they, they need to have a big win streak soon. Within, I'd say, the next three to four weeks, they need to have a stretch where they win four or five games in a row if we're talking about this team making it to the playoffs. Otherwise, you just blow everything up and, uh, you know, deal with the salary cap hell you have, start developing your young players, move guys that you can to get draft picks and, and draft capital and, and start the rebuild now. Because, uh, like I said, there's, there's no reason, you know, beleaguering be and, 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 and waiting on for this when you know it's going to come at some point. And, and more than likely, it's going to come well before uh, the trade deadline. So these, these things need to be done as, as sooner than later for the Bill Guerin company here at St. Paul. And uh, that win coming from behind, that, that shouldn't sugarcoat or, or gloss over what's been a mess for the Minnesota Wild so far. Right. You got to, you're exactly right. You got to turn it into two, three, four, five wins in a row or, or, or six and one run or something like that. You can't just go win that game last night, come back and, and lay another egg next game uh, when you play uh, on Tuesday night in the uh, Long Island against the Islanders. You know, you got to win that game too. You got to string wins together to really start to feel like you're 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 moving in a, a forward progressing direction right now. Uh, so, and that's what I always say. That's what I've said about the Sabers, and I still say that I'm thrilled they won last night, especially because I took them and I bet them, and it was a great plus price. But you got to build on that. I don't want to see Buffalo come back from that great performance last night, go to Carolina Tuesday night, get their brains beat in, and look terrible again. And that's still something they're working at consistency. Good game to game. Uh, and uh, Minnesota needs that now. You know, they need to be a team that can string some wins together. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, manage to do that. And by the way, for Buffalo, Ryan Johnson gets his uh, uh, first NHL point last night in that uh, game against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, credit to him there for uh, first NHL game uh, and getting uh, on the uh, score sheet for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Really a good to uh, see that no question uh, all right uh next up uh, here uh we've got the sunday slate we've got two games to discuss we will start with the game that alex mentioned earlier uh, new jersey devils and your chicago blackhawks a typical sunday night home game chicago has a lot of these uh, during the season uh we've got new jersey minus 220 road favorites six the total in this game bumper stumpers play of the night for me bumper stumpers special of the night i guess you could say is this bet Al Dubois, that was a great game show, Canadian game show, actually, bumper stumpers. You have to guess what the license plate is. is. You know, you have to guess what the license plate is saying. It was a really good game show, really good theme music, too, as well. And one of the things about that particular game show is uh, the phrase from the host was, and the way it worked, is you could lose one of the games head-to-head -head with your opponent, but you're, you wouldn't be out until you lose two. And I've said that before many times on this show. I'm not out until I lose two. And that's the case with New Jersey Devils overs. We're not out until we lose two. I know they finally had their first under uh, of the season on Friday night against the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, or uh, I should say, yeah, against the Blues, I should say. The New Jersey had Devils had their first under. But 
Uh, that they're still nine and one to the over this year. And look, Chicago found some offense last night against Florida, which was good to see uh, in that game. Now, as far as the Devils go, Jack Hughes' absence is significant. Obviously, it goes without saying. But this is one of those deals where New Jersey, we know this is where you're supposed to be able to lean on the fact that you've got probably one of the most depth-laden forward groups in the NHL to allow you to survive without Jack Hughes for a bit. Yes, you'll miss him, of course. But, you know, you still can throw Mercer, McLeod, Howland, and Tierney down the middle. You've still got Toffoli, Meyer, Bratt, Palat, Holtz, who stepped up the first-round pick, uh, has made an impact offensively the last few games. Uh, you've still got enough to compensate for a lot, an absence of uh, Jack Hughes for a period of time. Uh, and I think you can see New Jersey. New Jersey's certainly not going to be thrilled about scoring only one goal the other night. So uh, an offensive bounce back, I do believe, could be in order for them here tonight against uh, Chicago. Uh, this is a Blackhawks team. It is a back-to-back, albeit no travel, back-to-back home games for them. But still, you know, you got a rest advantage in play here uh, for the New Jersey Devils in this game. And a Devils team that won't be thrilled about the way they performed, obviously, uh, in the game against uh, St. Louis the other night. We don't have goalies confirmed yet, but we do have Vanacek projected for New Jersey, Vitek Vanacek, and Arvid uh, Soderblom uh, projected here for the Uh, Chicago Blackhawks and what are we going to get from him it was a bright start to the year from him a couple of nice performances in net but basically after that uh that Arizona game I can't get that out of my mind that was a brutal night for uh, Arvid Soderbaugh the whole team was bad against Arizona uh, earlier this week but uh, he in particular had one of those nights we've seen too often from him in past seasons Uh, we'll see if he can maybe turn things around but facing the lineup like this you know, it's not going to be easy. So uh, I actually like and thank the betting markets for betting this total down a little bit. It opened six and a half. It's down to six now, shaded to the over in most spots. So I'm going to grab that over six minus 125 here uh, with the Devils and the Blackhawks tonight. Alex, what do you think here? New Jersey, Chicago. Yeah, don't complicate it. Go with the over in the first period of full game, but wait live. I think you can grab five and a half and you can definitely grab plus money with uh, one and a half in that first period because the Hawks don't score a lot early. We saw them get the first period over last night, but New Jersey is going to be the team that carries the pace and tempo of this game, and I think they'll be able to slow it down enough early and then kind of get things rolling. So we should be able to get plus money for both five and a half in the full game and uh, first period over one and a half. Yeah, I like this over. Again, nine and one to the over. The Devils this season at home in the recent head-to-head meetings between these two teams we've seen uh, for the last five go over. You know what the over trend is in Chicago between the Devils and the Blackhawks? Like 9-1-1 one, and one to the over in the last mm-hmm. 11 meetings here in the Windy City with Devils versus Blackhawks. 9-1-1 one, and one, uh, to the over. And the last few meetings, there's been some 8-5s, some 7-1s. So there's yeah. been some real high-scoring uh, affairs. And, and for those who are you know watching the show for the first time or you know just, just been joining us this season – you know, we talk about this spot with the Hawks all the time. Six o'clock on a Sunday night at home. Historically, I'm talking now about 30 years at this point where they've just been absolutely uh, just atrocious. They've gotten off to some slow starts. It doesn't matter how good or bad the team is. It's just that spot has always been just kind of a, a shaky spot. I know back during the days of the dynasty, 2010, 2013, a lot of those guys, especially if they were at home uh, and didn't play that Saturday, say they played a Friday, Sunday. They usually would be out and about on Saturday nights, and that would kind of lead to some of those sluggish uh, Sunday starts. Nowadays, even with a younger team, that may not be necessarily the case, but this has just always been a spot to fade Chicago at home uh, with these early Sunday starts. So, like I said, that's another reason why we're kind of looking toward the total more than anything else. Even with New Jersey, can't lay a a price with them 
on the road in uh in regulation but we're just going to play with the total but usually the hawks like i said it's something to keep an eye out for they're just not a good team on sundays at all yeah and that you're right you've talked about this for years these sunday night home games have been the place where the blackhawks go to lose more often than not it's been uh, pretty amazing just the, uh, the the struggles they've had uh i'm you know what i'm going to add as well uh in this one because i think especially early given the st louis result it was Probably the worst, one of the worst games the Devils have played in quite some time. And this being the first full game without Jack Hughes, you know what I always say, that first full game, you don't have one of your best players. I think you show up, and I think they show up early. So I'm going to look at that Devils first period puck line tonight. Minus a half plus 134 uh, is what you can get with that at Pinnacle. So good price. Uh, I could see the Devils taking a lead with them into the first intermission tonight uh, in this one. So I'm going to add that as well, Devils first period puck line. Minus a half, plus 134. As far as props go, I mean, uh, you, you know, what's funny is we've been waiting for everybody, you know, in the big top six group to show up for Chicago. Bedard got on the board. Nick Foligno finally got on the board. Taylor Hall returning uh, also got on the score sheet. So, you know, those are the guys. You don't want to overthink it. You know, you can trust Reichel. You can trust Kurashev and some of these other guys, but they're enigmas. You, you, they don't always bring it uh, every night offensively. Those guys, you know, you're, they're at least going to get the chances, if not get the goals. Bedard, Hall, and Felino, uh, in particular. So really don't overthink it if you're going to look at Chicago props. For New Jersey, I'm going to stick to Michael McLeod because he's still in the second line. Dawson Mercer is playing with two good, great players. He's not going to keep going pointless forever. This has been a shocking start for a guy that had a huge second half last year, Dawson Mercer. The fact that he has zero points in the first 10 games of the season here for the New Jersey Devils. But uh, Lindy Ruff has put him on the top line with Toffoli and Meyer. It's time for him, especially against an opponent like this, it's time for him to finally uh, get some production going. Uh, offensively, uh, and I think definitely you are going to see that tonight. I think tonight's the night for me to go with a Mercer goal and assist. You can do the point prop, or you can do goal and assist. I'll do goal and assist for Mercer here tonight. Plus 320 for goal prop, plus 200 uh, for him to get an assist. Now's the time, uh, I think. No question about that. Uh, absolutely. Up Cuban Wayne Gretzky, 1,000%. Mercer stepped up with no Hughes. Howla stepped up with no Hughes last year uh, for this team. And I've said how a couple games now he's undervalued and he was putting up some numbers there. Obviously nobody put up numbers against St. Louis, but before that Howell was uh, showing some offensive impact. So uh, definitely liking both of those props there, especially uh, down the middle and McLeod too. the three centers. I like them all tonight. Mercer um, McLeod uh, and Howell uh, for the New Jersey devils. All right. Vegas and Anaheim, the second game of this Sunday card, Vegas minus minus one eighty uh, road favorites, six, the total. Uh, here in this game. What a beatdown by Vegas. And look, it wasn't as lopsided, the game flow, as the final score. It's just that Vegas cashed in over and over again uh, on their chances, and uh, Colorado didn't. You know, Colorado had chances. They had a pretty a good amount of shots on goal, but they could not put the puck in the net. And that's been an issue now for Colorado on the road. If you like, They've been shut out now three times on the road. You know, at what point do we get a little concerned about that? You know, this is a team that's been shut out now three times on the road this season. We think of the Avalanche as this one of the more potent teams, and that's three losses on the road where they haven't scored a goal. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and last night against Vegas. Um, but uh, it was obviously a very good night for uh, Aiden Hill once again. Terrific 41-save shutout uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights in victory last night. I mean, there's the, he's no fluke anymore. It, it, not that he was to begin with, but... 
Uh, he's just backing up everything he did last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far again this season. Just, you know, outstanding performance. Just sees the puck well, uh, tracks it well. Uh, he's done a great job with that. Uh, and he continues to just give the Vegas Golden Knights stabilized goaltending uh, every single night. Uh, it was a rough night for Georgiev, obviously, last night. But all the credit to Aiden Hill, all the credit to this Vegas team. Uh, and, you know, it's funny about Vegas. You know, this, the blue line still isn't fully healthy. White Cloud's still on IR. Nick Haig just got injured recently and no problem. Still end up playing pretty good hockey. But do I love this spot for Vegas? The answer would be no, I don't. I really think this is dangerous right now uh, for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. They just had an extremely dominant, thoroughly satisfying win against a team that they feel they're going to be battling with all season and for Western Conference and Stanley Cup supremacy. And they have that kind of performance last night. Now you got to go on the road less than 20, less than 24 hours later. Because they played at 10 Eastern last night. This is an 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. local start time tonight in Anaheim uh, for this uh, Golden Knights and Ducks game. This is a tricky spot for them. You know, it's kind of like the it feels like with Boston last night against Detroit is how I feel about Vegas here. Now, it should be Logan Thompson and net on the back-to-back. You would expect that. We'll see who's in net for Anaheim. Lucas Dostal has been getting some starts uh, recently more and more, but Gibson right now is currently, John Gibson currently projected for Anaheim uh, at the uh, moment. But I think this is a dangerous game for Vegas. And you know how I feel about Anaheim and Alex as well with this Ducks team. I mean, they have just been exceeding expectations early on. Now, is there going to be a leveling off point eventually? Yes. Yeah, but six and four is a nice start to the year for them. And I keep going back to the losses that they've had. None of them are a shameful loss. They lost 4-1 to Vegas, first game of the year in Vegas, and they were competitive in that game. They beat Carolina the next night, 6-3. The losses against Dallas, Arizona, and then Boston were all games where I thought the play was relatively even uh, in those games, and they just fell short. And since then, they're now on a nice four five-game win streak. You know, impressive road trip, uh, including a win against Boston. Uh, they've come back home, very tough spot. I was worried about it for them coming back home against Arizona. And they found a way. They persevered. They're a mentally tough team. We said it when they came back against Pittsburgh and all the bullshit with the officiating in that game and how they overcame it. And they did it in a tough travel spot against Arizona the other night. Uh, found a way. They maybe didn't have their sea legs, and they still found a way. You know, to battle back, they were down 3-2. They came back, they won that hockey game uh, in overtime against the Coyotes. So very impressive. Of all the youngsters I'm impressed with, Terry, Zegras have been, Zegras is starting to come to life. Terry's been great. Frank Vetrano has been amazing. Mason McTavish has been amazing. Absolutely brilliant. And now, don't look now, but, you know, Alex Kalorin's closing in on a return and making his NH, or his Ducks debut. It might be tonight because he was in practice uh, the other day with a non-contact sweater. So that tells you now that he's ready to take physical contact again. Alex Kalorn, who is supposed to be a pretty big addition and piece to this team when they got him in the offseason, Stanley Cup champion. Look at all that pedigree he has. Uh, Alex Kalorn might be in there tonight. It's a game-time decision for him, but certainly is potential. Ryan Strom, also a game-time decision uh, for the uh, Ducks as well. I think this is a spot where Anaheim can sneak up and maybe get this one. Like It's not easy to like Vegas team that's only lost one game this year still. Uh, entering this matchup against uh, Anaheim. I mean, it's it's not easy to go out there on or come in on this show and say, yeah, let's go against a team that's 11-0-1. But, you know, this is definitely a dubious spot, in my opinion, for Vegas and still a nice price with Anaheim. So we're going to go with a couple of 
you know, smaller scale bets, but we're going to split it up here with Anaheim first period, Anaheim full game uh, in this matchup against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Anaheim first period, you can get up to plus 135 at some books and plus 155. Uh, at some books for the uh, full game money line here. It's just, they've been just such a good squad. Uh, and again, with Vegas coming off that game against Colorado last night, this is that right position where you may not get Vegas at their absolute best. And Anaheim is at their absolute best right now. They will obviously have their own skid at some point, but they are playing really good hockey. They're getting saves. The offense is producing. They've so much improved their defensive play. Are they a great defensive team yet? No. But the effort they're putting in away from the puck is 10 times more than we saw with the Dallas Aikens Anaheim team. I mean, not even close. And Greg Cronin deserves some credit for that. So I think Anaheim's a live home underdog tonight. What do you think here, Alex? Golden Knights, Ducks. Yeah, I agree that they're live, but it's just so hard to go against Vegas. So I took a split, but a different route. I went Anaheim first period. I got plus 130. And then I took the draw, uh, grabbing that plus 340. I think this could be a spot, like I said, if Anaheim, for them to play well, but they also will need Vegas to kind of, like I said, have kind of a, a bit of a letdown after last night. And that could very well be possible with the way that they got that uh, big 7 nothing win against a good Colorado team. And they could you know, be viewing this as a massive, massive step down, but it's not that big of a step down in class, honestly, because it's an Anaheim team that's playing well. And even with Gibson and Nett, like I said, even though as uh, much as I'm loving Dosar right now in, the, in his form, but Gibson's still a, a solid goaltender in his own right and can give you some saves. So I definitely could see where this may be, you know, Anaheim gets out a lead early, Vegas comes back and ties it, and then this game kind of settles in for a, kind of a slower pace going to OT. So I'm taking a shot with Ducks first period, and I'm going with the draw. You know, I don't mind that draw look at all. I mean, Vegas only took one visit to one trip and one visit to Anaheim last year, and that game went to a shootout. Uh, and Anaheim actually won it three to two. Um, so I don't mind that that draw look. Actually, I could see it, uh, and it's plus three eighty uh, with the uh, draw. Fan, FanDuel's just giving us these great prices each and every day with the uh, draw bets. So uh, another good price there with the draw here, plus three eighty. I certainly could uh, see that. And as far as props go, you know. Uh, Terry's been awesome, but you just don't get as much value. Uh, it's Vetrano and McTavish. They've been amazing. Uh, they're still worth looks as far as uh, props go. Uh, both of them have been magnificent for the Ducks. And then on the uh, Vegas side of the fence, um, you talk about some players that are undervalued right now. I would say Cotter. He's moved up the lineup, no question. Our guy is starting to get rolling again with the Eichel and Marsha. So you know who that is, close shave bar, Bichette. Uh He's starting to produce again for the uh, Golden Knights uh, on that line. So Cotter, Barbashev, worth looks uh, as well as far as uh, player props go in this uh, game. Nick Waugh, of course, still out, one of their key cogs on that fourth line. Uh, but those are the main props I would uh, focus on here for Vegas Anaheim tonight. All right, great stuff. Uh, hit the like button, everyone watching. We appreciate it very much on this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Make sure you're an Ice Guys family plan member, $9.99 US per month. Uh, sign up, subscribe there. Again, we've got our first Ice Guys family plan members exclusive broadcast or betcast i should say thursday night this week thursday november the 9th we'll start at 7 p.m eastern we'll go for about three hours through all the early games uh and give you our first members only betcast uh family plan members only betcast this thursday night at 7 p.m eastern time so we're looking forward to that and of course our our main betcast for the month of november public uh, free for all open to the public will be tuesday november 28th 
last Tuesday of November, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is a great schedule that night of games, big games left and right, uh, playoff rematches left and right that night as well. So great night of hockey, November 28th. We're looking forward to that. Uh, make sure you sign up and subscribe with the family plan, just $9.99 U.S. per month. Yeah, and also today is the last day. Uh, if you go to iceguys.myspreadshop.com, you can save 20% off of all your orders. Uh, so definitely check that out. Don't want to miss that. And we also have, if you go to the uh, our YouTube channel page here, you'll be able to browse through both shops. You'll see uh, in a tab that says store, you'll see where you can find items from both the spread shop and the spring store. So if you're looking for the hat or the Skinner shirt, uh, looking for just the regular hoodie, whatever you want, you can find all that through our YouTube page as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a great, great you know what? I, ne I, I never thought of that. Alex and I have not talked about that. Is the BetCast exclusive for Patreon members to it? I think it should be. Yeah, you're supporting I think we have, there's a way there's a way that we can that we can connect that. Yeah. Uh, I think so. So yeah. All we basically do is we post the YouTube link and I know I know how to do it. We make it only visible to members only on the uh, YouTube channel with the family plan and we make it obviously members only like with all posts on Patreon. That's how we do it. Uh, so there you go. And if you want the uh, invite, you know, we've got the list of Patreon members and the and the, and the family plan. We know who's in it. We know who's subscribed. So we will send you the link uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Now, the family now, the Patreon people would get to see it. But the family plan members, so people who have their the icon next to the name, they would be the only ones to join for that that particular BetCast as opposed to say with a free BetCast. They would get the the priority in line and anyone could join. Only the family plan people could join for the family plan uh, cast as far as being on the screen. Yeah. So there you go. Hopefully that uh, clears it up. All right. Bargain bin special of the night. Alex, I know on these short slates, you, you pass sometimes on the uh, bargain bin special of the night. But if you've got something, let me know. I know who I like. And it's a guy that I think is going to get not only get his first point this season. He's overdue. He's in a prime spot. A team that can give goals up uh, now on the top line with Toffoli and uh, uh, and uh Timo Meyer, I think it's time for Dawson Mercer, who was outstanding last year, to find his footing offensively. We're going to go Dawson Mercer centering the top line tonight for the New Jersey Devils, plus 320 at FanDuel uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. Not a huge bargain bin, just enough to be, make the uh, criteria of plus 300 or better, but it still does, plus 320, Dawson Mercer. Yeah, I got one that just barely makes the uh, criteria as well for the same game. I'm going with Dougie Hamilton. I'm going to Dougie a little bit here with uh, getting a, a goal, anytime goal plus 340. And uh, like I said, this is a good, you know, you, you've kind of been the one to lead me to this, but looking at defensemen who are getting active shots, uh, and quality looks and, and going up against teams that give up shots from the point. Uh, I think that's definitely a, a good spot and, and look here uh, with uh, Dougie Hamilton against the Hawks tonight. So we'll go with him plus 340 to get a goal. All right, there we go. Dougie Hamilton, New Jersey Devils, plus 340 for Alex with his bargain bin special of the night. Be careful with Max Jones there, Perlo. That was just one game he moved to the top line. I'm seeing he might be a healthy scratch tonight, especially if Kalorn comes back or Kalorn makes his debut for the Ducks tonight. So be careful with that. Uh, we may not see Max Jones in the lineup tonight. So just check your lineups closer to uh, puck drop uh, tonight, and then that'll help you decide if you want to bet some player props involving him because he's got to see the ice. He's got to get the ice time. Uh, obviously, if you're going to bet player props with anybody for that matter. All right, best bet to wrap up the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, now this is a tougher choice, but we went with the Anaheim Ducks in the first period, plus 130. Like I said, this should be able to catch a, a Vegas team that might be a little fat and sassy off of that 7-0 win against Colorado. 
and now having to head on the road. Like I said, less than 24 hours uh, turnaround. This is a great Ducks team, and they should be able to – they know they have to get the jump early if they want to even hang around with Vegas. So uh, I expect them to do that. So let's go Anaheim plus 130 in the first period, my best bet for Sunday. All right, Anaheim plus 130, first period. Money line for uh, Alex B. Smith for his uh, best bet uh, here tonight. Uh, my best bet, let's go to the other game, New Jersey-Chicago, uh, over 6, minus 125. Yes, New Jersey had their first under uh, of the season on Friday night against St. Louis. I don't I don't jump off the trend and the streak until I lose two in a row, and I'm not sure this is the night where we're going to see New Jersey go under two games in a row. Uh, I think they'll score goals, and Chicago, I think, can chip in as well against this Devils team, So, Dev, especially getting some offensive confidence back. And look, at home, they have been a better offensive team in the three home games they've played so far. So New Jersey, Chicago, over six, minus 125 for my best bet for this Sunday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live tomorrow. It's 3 p.m. Eastern, of course, our Monday uh, start time, Tuesday to Friday, back to 2 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back to talk to you again tomorrow on Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys. Have yourself a great Sunday. (laughs) 